Hello and welcome to the Caring Support Podcast, your healthcare podcast that cares and the show where we dive deep into the world of healthcare and explore the incredible stories and experiences of the unsung heroes who work tirelessly to keep us healthy. I'm your host, Kaylee, and I couldn't be more excited to embark on this journey with you today. With me is TikTok influencer, new RPN grad from Northern Ontario, Erica. Welcome, Erica. We're so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. So without any further ado, maybe you could tell us just a little bit about your journey into nursing from your decision to pursue it as a career to your experiences in nursing and becoming a recent graduate. So um, I was not planning to go into nursing growing up. I was actually in a very artistic family. My sister was a dancer. I I started singing at a very young age, so I was always competing. I'm self-taught on the guitar and piano. I songwrite and sing, so um, naturally that's the way that I thought I would go into a career. Uh, it wasn't until I was around like 16, 17 years old, I, I noticed that a lot of my peers in school were talking about all of their career, like career goals after high school, uh, and I couldn't relate to that. Although music is a great career to have, I just didn't have a set plan on how I was going to get there. I never really thought that through. So I went down to my guidance counselor in high school. I said, I, I'm aware that there's a co-op class. Um, it, at this school, I'd like to sign up for that because I need a plan B. So I went in, they did a little personality test because sometimes um, your personality will match best with your job. And I got um, healthcare, nursing, social work, um, all of that kind of stuff. So I decided that if I was going to actually do this, I'd go all in. I would go into something I've never even tried before, and that was nursing. Um, so I submitted my application. There was a lot of students who had applied to that hospital, and I didn't think I was going to get it. And turns out I did. I was placed on the cardiac and renal unit at Royal Victoria Hospital in Barrie. My first thought was I'm going to be dealing with blood and poop all day. I was not interested. I was so scared. Um, but I went in anyway. So my first day I'm walking in and these little scrubs my mom bought me from Walmart. I'm stamping charts with the secretary and this male nurse came up behind me and said, I want to show you what we do. So we transported a patient um, down to ultrasound. They're going to be getting an ultrasound done on their kidneys. And you could tell that this patient was just getting nothing but bad news forever. Um, and just the room itself kind of felt dense. You could tell this patient was nervous. It was kind of like a dark vibe. Um, and I remember the nurse sat down beside the patient and he held his hand and he's like, I don't know what the results are gonna be. Doesn't matter. Like I'm gonna be with you the whole entire way. And instantly that entire room changed. And I realized like, this is exactly what I want to do. The rest of my life and now being a nurse and have gone through nursing school, I know that that's not all that nursing is, but it's a massive part. So um, I enjoyed it so much. I started volunteering in the emergency department uh, at that hospital on the weekend. So I was 16 and always going through uh, the hospital every single day of the week. I changed all of my courses from my art-based courses to science courses. Um, and about two months in, my chem teacher pulled me aside and she said, Erica, you have the heart to be a nurse, but not the brains. You're failing this class. Like you need to go to credit recovery. So my journey for nursing kind of ended there for a few years, went to Western for music, hated it. I always saw the nursing students like in their scrubs and I just felt jealous. So I completed, completed my year and I went home uh, to Georgian college. I did two years of prerequisite upgrading in March of 2020. I got into nursing school. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. That, I mean, it's a, it's a great, great story. I mean, it's, 
Um, you know, a lot of the time we hear about the people that go into nursing school and they're successful, like almost right away. It's, it's kind of refreshing to see the other, the other side of it. Um, something that you and I actually have in common is I grew up wanting to be uh, a musician and stuff as well. I competed vocally and, um, I have like Royal Conservatory and piano and all that kind of fun stuff. So yeah, yeah. And I mean, as a kid, you, you start out thinking like, yeah, you know, chase your dreams. Right. But music is definitely something that is pretty hard to chase. And so, yeah, like I ended up taking that creativity in a different direction. So I'm, uh, you know, the host of the podcast here and I'm the uh, creative content writer and social media person for caring support. So it's, it's crazy how, you know, even your dreams as a kid can still go into what you're doing. Um, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to the episode or not, but we actually did um, an interview with um, a lady who specializes in music therapy and how, like, you know, how some people that's, that's the best therapy they've ever received is, is the music therapy side of things. So I think, you know, as performers and as Um, people that have done music our entire lives it kind of makes it a little bit easier to jump into like a like something where you like you're always on you're always going and you've taken that and gone in the direction of TikTok influencing so as the TikTok influencer that you are how do you go about using your social media platforms to inspire and educate others about nursing and healthcare? and maybe you could share some of the examples of the content that you create that's going really well yeah um, so when I signed up for TikTok, um, I wasn't planning on making it what it is today. In fact, that was the complete opposite of what I wanted. I was just kind of under the impression that since I was going to be a nurse, I had to fly under the radar um, and just not make myself public or make myself out there. Um, in fact, I was actually discouraged in nursing school. So um, it, it came with a lot of um, personal challenges, but I remember when I got, um, sorry, that is not the way that I wanted to say that. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't ever get in trouble. <laughs> that's all right. No, that's okay. Yeah. We can, uh, we'll, we'll just start it again. All right, go ahead. Okay. So um, I started my TikTok in 2019. Uh, originally, I wasn't trying to make it turn into what it was today, just being a nursing student and like working my way towards a nursing career. I was kind of under the impression that we really had to fly under the radar. Um, And a lot of the time in nursing school, they're teaching us how to be, you know, safe on the internet as nurses and how to not present yourself. So I knew full well that if I were to be as present um, as I was getting at the time, that I'd have to be very careful with what I was saying. Um, The first TikTok that ever blew up for me was a nursing-related TikTok. I got my very first stethoscope in the mail. um, And just being the creative person that I am and somebody who really likes to know as much as she possibly can, um, I found out that there's an app that Litman has uh, for nurses who have a Litman stethoscope to access for free with the purchase of the stethoscope. Um, And you can learn and listen to a bunch of different lung sounds, heart sounds, bowel sounds, and uh, learn how to differentiate all of them. Um, And I knew that this wasn't a resource that I wanted to keep to myself. So I ran to TikTok. I made that video. Um, It went viral not once, but twice. I was a part of uh, support groups uh, for nursing students on Facebook. I would constantly see people like posting that video. I'd go on Pinterest. I'd find that video. So Um, It was really interesting, and from there, it just kind of took off uh, slowly but surely, but I would always share my experience in nursing school. I I really struggled with pharmacology, so I'd always share the way that I like to remember things, 
which was helpful uh, for a lot of other nursing students out there. And then when I started studying for my Rex PM, um, I was sharing the tips that were helpful to, for me for passing the first time around. So it's really important that I'm always um, presenting myself as a resource, um, as well as like uh, someone who's willing to give support to complete strangers out there, because uh, that's just what makes me feel like I'm doing my job well on the internet. That's amazing that you've been able to already influence so many people um, with what you do, which has made your career as a nurse, even though it's just just kind of just taking off, different. And so the next question that I have for you today is how has your nursing career in Ontario been different from what you initially expected? And maybe what are some of the valuable lessons you've learned along the way that you would like to share with other nurses, maybe even particularly student nurses? Um, I am definitely not where I thought I was going to end up, that's for sure. Um, when I first started nursing school, I really wanted to be in med surge and I had the opportunity with my college to do all of my clinicals except for one um, on medical surgical floors. And I did my consolidation in med surge. I was all about med surge. Um, and then at the very end of my consolidation, I realized that I'm going to be on my own. Um, I was just kind of at the very beginning of the short staffing that was making the news. Um, we we're splitting six or seven patients between myself and my preceptor. Um, so that fear kind of crept in. I decided to leave bedside. Um, one thing led to another and now I'm working from home as a nurse. Um, again, something I never thought I'd be able to do, nor did I know existed. I feel like nursing school really focuses on bedside nursing, which is fantastic because that's where you are going to be using all of your skill, but that is not the only thing you're going to amount to. Um, in my personal opinion, I would encourage every single nursing student to hop on um, like job search engines and see what kind of nursing jobs are out there, even if it's not your scope of nursing. Just being knowledgeable of the things that you can do and nurses can do will really broaden your horizons when it comes to the time when you're applying for those jobs, because you're not just going to work in med surge or labor and delivery, postpartum nursing, eMERGE. Uh, long-term care. There are so many more opportunities out there that nursing school just doesn't touch on. And it's really your responsibility to make sure that you are putting in the effort and taking the initiative to find out those other jobs that are available to you because you're not just going to amount to that like total 12 hour shift, right? So there's much, much more that nurses can do. It's really interesting um, to hear you say that because I mean, you do hear more about the bedside nursing and less about all the other options. Um, we did have last week on our podcast, we had someone, her name was Monique Harding, and she specialized in mental health nursing. So she'd worked alongside the Toronto Police Services and like all this kinds of stuff, things that you just don't think that it's not in that image, right? That bubble that you're kind of taught um, yeah. of what a nurse does. And I think it's amazing that you're bringing light to the fact that there is uh, there's other ways that people can go. So we're heading into, you know, back to school or when some of, you know, our high school graduates are going to be going into their courses and stuff here in the fall. Would you have any other advice for these brand new nursing student babies that are just kind of getting started? Yeah, well, first of all, if there's any brand new baby nursing students out there, congratulations. I'm so proud of you already. You're going to be doing amazing things. Um, one thing that you need to know, um, and I'm saying this in the most positive way, nursing school is the hardest thing you will ever do. Um, of course, that's not completely true. There are harder things in life, but um, thus far, in my opinion, it, it was one of the most difficult things I have done. Um, 
granted my experience was different because I was uh, learning how to be a nurse from home, but at the end of the day, it's a heavy course load. Um, it's mentally, physically, and emotionally draining. Um, the one thing I would really tell you guys is just to be so kind and so patient with yourselves. You are never going to know everything. There's not a single nurse out there that knows everything. Every single nurse out there still asks questions, whether they're one year into their career like I am or 50. It doesn't matter. Um, really taking the initiative to know how you study and making a really great timeline for your day uh, that is flexible with your outside obligations um, to make sure that you are still learning, but you're also still having a life. I remember looking back on my nursing school experience again, it, there was a pandemic, so it's not like I could have left the house, but um, I rarely ever allowed myself to do anything during the day other than study. And that really weighed on me mentally. So just making sure that you are patient with yourself when you don't understand, ask those questions to help you understand um, and really allow yourself to still have a life outside of nursing school is so important because when you become a nurse, you're not just a nurse, you're also a human being. Um, and I feel like that's where a lot of the burnout comes from is just because we identify ourselves with our career rather than just let that be a little um, extra part of our lives. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring up burnout. Burnout is definitely very, very huge. It's a significant issue within the healthcare industry in, in total. So what would you say based on the experiences you've had so far, what tips and strategies can you offer people to help prevent burnout for both new veteran nurses and even students? Because it's, it is, it's stressful from the day you start nursing school until, you know, well into your career. It's, it's a stressful career. Yeah. Um, so I've experienced burnout in a very different way from a lot of the bedside nurses, but it's equally as valid. Um, I just want to start off by saying that no matter what you do as a nurse, you are a nurse and you're allowed to have a bad day. Um, those bad days will come and go. It's not going to be all of the time. Um, I feel like right now, especially with um, the news and the media, although it's completely true, um, nursing is still such a beautiful profession. Um, and you can really make a positive impact if you're taking out little pieces of the day where you felt like this job was rewarding, where you felt like you really did something for a patient um, to make them feel better in, in whatever aspect. Um, that will really carry you through for a very long time. Um, I went through a really, really bad bout of burnout a couple of months ago when I started working from home as a nurse. Um, I feel like I get a lot of comments from other nurses that I run into saying how lucky I must be to work from home because my coworker is literally my dog. Um, but it, it can get lonely. And I would go on social media and see that you know, bedside nursing was being glorified and I felt like I wasn't nurse enough, um, which was really, really difficult uh, because I am a nurse and I'm working a nursing job and I'm using my nursing skills in a different way. Um, so that burnout for me came from constantly comparing myself to things that I could have been doing or should be doing. Um, and burnout has also come from the fact that you cannot save everybody. Um, so just again, like I said, with uh, the new baby nursing students coming in, being kind with yourself and really taking the time to have a life outside of work um, is really important. You cannot fill the cup of other people if yours is bone dry. Um, so, I mean, burnout's going to happen to anybody. It's going to happen at a couple points in your career, whether or not you are taking care of yourself. 
Um, but learning how to deal with it the best way you can is what's going to make everything a little bit better. So as a new nursing graduate or newish, because you said it's been about a year now, right? Since you graduated? A year, a year today. Oh, well, congratulations. Yay. <laughs> so what are some, do you have any interview tips or strategies you could provide to like other new grads and stuff to how they can secure that first job? Maybe some advice on, you know, what's that first step once you once they hand you that certificate and they're like, you're done, where should they go with it? Um, so when I got uh, my notice that I graduated, the first thing that I did was get a temp license. Um, I know all the nursing students who are just finishing now listening to this, you guys know how broke you are because I was there too. Nursing school is so expensive. Um, so the last money that you may or may not, sorry, the last little bit of money that you may or may not have could go towards your temp license. I think it's around 350. Um, but it's so worth having because not only will you be able to hopefully secure a job on the place that you've been doing your consolidation with, that you already know and are familiar with, um, but you are now getting paid to do the work and you have now more time to study for your licensing exam and have real life experiences that you can actually apply when you know, giving those answers. Um, I was on my temp license for three months, I think it was, and I passed my RECS PN in 95 questions. Um, could I say confidently that the reason why I passed was because of my temp license? Absolutely not, but it was really, really helpful. Um, when it comes to interviewing, interview prep is really important. Nursing interviews are nothing like the ones they make you do in nursing school. Um, I use YouTube a lot to um, have videos asking me questions when it came to the specialty that I was applying to. Um, and my biggest tip would be asking questions at the end. Um, my favorite question to ask managers that are interviewing me is how they support their staff during short staffing and burnout. Um, just because it, it shows not only you are knowledgeable of what's going on in the nursing world, but that you care and want to prevent burnout with yourself and the team that you're working for. So it, it, it's fantastic. I've gotten a lot of great feedback from the questions that I have asked like that one. So um, definitely doing the temp license, doing mock interviews and asking questions at the end of your interview will take you a very, very long way to being a successful new grad nurse wherever you want to work. We're just going to take one second. Part of my job here is that I actually work from home too, and you can't see them, but both my kids are standing right behind me right now. Oh, um, so I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to figure out exactly what it is that they, <laughs> that sure. they need. And I'll just be like one quick second. I'm so sorry. Okay. I'm just going to step away then for a sec. <laughs> no problem. All right. Hopefully they are good now. It's, okay. it's so tough and like being like a stay-at-home mom and then working full-time and like everything's from home like sometimes I don't even know how I do it <laughs> yeah no I, I don't have kids I have a dog close enough but, close enough yeah. Do I have a dog too and I swear sometimes like the three of them are just children so <laughs> yeah. no I've been told so my best friend has she's having her second baby actually in a couple of weeks but um my dog's a border collie shelter you might her right there. I did see um, her poke her head up for a second. I was like, oh, yeah. puppy. He's <laughs> so cute, but she's a lot of energy um, and very reactive when it comes to like our property. So whenever someone walks across the street by our house, she's losing it. So it, it, it makes it really hard to um, have meetings in the morning and do phone calls because you never really know. But she can't be like left out of the room because she'll freak out. So yeah, no, I totally, totally get that. They knew that I was going to be busy doing this, but they still showed up. I just forgot to say something at the beginning, but 
Oh, that's um, okay. All right. So there's only a few couple more questions left here. So we'll just uh, jump back in. I'm just going to make a note of the time because then I can go in and I can edit that chunk out. All right. So when it comes to being a nurse, a lot of nurses say that having a mentor or being a mentor is really important to the next generation and even the current generation of nurses. So in your opinion, how important is mentorship in the nursing profession? And can you share any personal experiences with mentorship and how it has positively impacted your nursing career or maybe how you've positively infected, uh, affected someone else's? For sure. So um, I see mentorship as a very specific um, kind of thing. Um, I recently became a mentor with WeRPN. Um, just because I feel like I only had one really, really good mentor when I was making my journey into nursing. Uh, that was my preceptor uh, during uh, my consolidation. She was fantastic. Your mentor, really the person that you're paired with in, in that time is really make or break. I was really, really blessed to be paired with such a talented nurse. She was also a new grad at the time. Um, and she really taught me so much about um, everything. It's just so hard to really pinpoint everything that she was able to provide me as a mentor and as a preceptor. Um, but when it comes to being a new grad and signing up for a mentor, if your facility offers it, I would highly recommend it. Uh, this person is somebody that you can confide in, count on, debrief with, ask questions to. It's really your trusted person. Um, and I feel like it would be really, really difficult to not have that when you are just starting out. Um, hopefully every single nurse on your unit, whether or not they provide a mentor, are open to helping you out. Unfortunately, not a ton of nurses are as willing to do that, especially right now, again, with the short staffing. Um, but finding a mentor somewhere is fantastic because it makes the experience less lonely. Being a new grad is um, really difficult. You are now working on your own license. You're taking care of people's lives and well-being. There's a lot of anxiety associated with it. So having somebody who's been there, done that, won't ever do it again kind of thing, but knows all of the, the tools they can provide you to help you through it is fantastic. As a mentor, um, I know that I really want to provide every single person that could be my mentee the support that I wish that I had the first year of my nursing. Um, just really being there again, debriefing with them, providing them that support. Um, and really uplifting them through the really tough time of being a new grad nurse is something that is really fulfilling to me. Um, so if you do have the opportunity to get a mentor, do it. If you are a more experienced nurse and you want to be a mentor, go for it. Um, the world could use more of it, honestly. As a, a mentor, what advice would you give to nurses, both new, experienced, uh, when it comes to things like how to identify and pursue areas of specialization or interested in line with their passions. You kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but maybe we can uh, dive a little more into that. Yeah, um, again, doing that research is really, really helpful. Um, I mean, in nursing, it's really encouraged to do those self-reflections about your practice. Those can really help you identify um, your quote unquote, quote, dream, specialty, if you will. Some people just go into nursing and know exactly what they want to do. And I'm jealous of those people because um, it, it, you guys make it look so easy. Um, but for the people like me who are just kind of open and willing to like float uh, contract to contract, job to job every couple of years, um, 
don't worry about how many jobs are on your resume because at the end of the day, this profession is way too hard to be doing something you are not completely happy with. Um, again, searching, applying, um, just really getting a lot of experience under your belt until you find that place that um, really makes you feel fulfilled as a caregiver. Um, is highly encouraged in my opinion. And I mean, if you're passionate about the area that you're working in, you are going to be 10 times better of a nurse. So yeah, and if you're passionate about what you're doing and you're enjoying what you're doing, you're more likely to like where you're working as well. Yeah, and exactly. I think that's that's a huge that's a huge issue right now is that there, you know, there are people that are quitting or they're moving from job to job just because they can't find that organization that's going to support them and love on them the way that they deserve, right? So what role do you think that nurses play in advocating for their patients and promoting positive change within the healthcare system? And then how can nurses effectively advocate for themselves and their profession while continuing to do what they love? Yeah. Um, so I, I live in Ontario. I know that this is a London-based um, podcast as well. So we're all kind of in the same boat when it comes to um, our nursing shortage. I, I feel like I need to make it very clear that this is not new news. Nurses have been short for many, many years. And as um, a new grad nurse, speaking to veteran nurses as well as new grad nurses and nursing students, um, that is really, really important to um, let everybody know because this, again, is it's not new. It's just we are now able to have the space to speak up. Um, without nurses, we don't have a healthcare system. It's not happening. Um, of course, we got so many different specialties within the healthcare realm that could step in. Um, but at the end of the day, nurses are the backbone. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a nurse. I'm saying that as somebody who was once a patient and will be a patient again one day down the road. Um, to advocate, I feel like at this point, it, 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 it's frustrating for sure. Um, that we are tirelessly advocating and then still going to work and seeing a lot of things that people don't see every day and, and things that aren't normal and having no time really to deal with it, suppressing it, um, but advocating in a way that is still respectable, which everyone has been doing, um, not giving up on our mission, um, making sure that we're not doing this for ourselves, but we're doing it for our patients. And I know for a fact that every single person that has been advocating for proper staffing and better pay has been doing that. Because again, at the end of the day, there is no healthcare without nurses. It's just not happening. Um, and the patients are the ones that suffer. Um, you can definitely do your research. There's some fantastic resources out there on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, literally anywhere uh, to help educate yourself um, with your advocacy and um, just share with your friends and family. I mean, at the end of the day, we won't get anywhere unless we're making noise. So that's it's really important to do. Well, I'm glad that you've been able to come here today and to use, you know, to help bring more light to it. I don't think there's ever going to be a spot in time where, you know, they're like, oh, that's too much now, right? Like we can, we, you know, scale back the advocacy. I don't think that's ever going to be a thing. And I, I admire you for what you do and for bringing such a beautiful light to this. Um, so before we wrap things up today, is there anything else that you would like to talk to us about today? Anything that you would like to shine a light on? Um, no, um, other than just advocating. I mean, it's it's worth doing. I mean, we're we're all really one team. Our entire country is an entire team when it comes to healthcare. care. Um, so, I mean, everyone's support, whether you're in healthcare or not, so appreciated. 
Um, nursing is a beautiful profession. It takes a really um, strong person to do it. And even if you're not strong, I mean, you'll you'll learn. Um, nursing's like literally my favorite thing in the entire world. I'm so happy that I've been able to come on here and, and share that passion with all of you. And yeah, no, I just have a lot of fun. So thanks for having me. Oh, you're very, very welcome. Thank you for being here. So yeah, that brings us to the end of another inspiring episode of the Caring Sport Podcast. I want to extend my deepest gratitude to our incredible guest, Erica, for sharing her invaluable insights as a new grad, as a nurse, and as a TikTok influencer. It's been amazing having you here with us today. To all of our listeners out there, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or stories that you would like to share with us, reach out through our website, social media channels. You can send us an email. We love hearing from you and engaging in meaningful conversations. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to the Caring Sport Podcast on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode like this one here with Erica. And together, let's continue to learn, grow, and be inspired by the incredible healthcare workers who shape our world and healthcare workers just like Erica here. Thank you for joining us today. And until next time, don't forget to do some self-care, show the healthcare workers in your life a little bit of love, and keep having those important conversations. Take care, everyone.